Hello and welcome to the Authentic Connection podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in. My name is Laura and today I am coming to you with a really exciting bonus episode. I sat down with Sarah Vickers and Tish Mexed of Honeypot and we answered some questions that came from our Instagram community. The questions we touched on were what lessons are we in the process of learning? What has uh, what has the COVID-19 pandemic brought about in our life? How we deal with conflict and we look at a little bit into our intentions for the coming lunar cycle. So yeah, I am I am thrilled to close season one with this cool episode and uh, if you haven't already listened to season one I've had some incredible guests on and had some incredible conversations so please go back and 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 have a look and I also would really appreciate it if you would share this podcast with somebody who you think would benefit my purpose in starting this podcast was really to have incredible conversations with people and share alternative ways of looking at life from the kind of really solid structural societal mold that we can sometimes be stuck in. So yeah, I would really appreciate it if you could share it with somebody in your life. And I thought it would just be nice to kind of a little high level look at some of my biggest takeaways and my biggest learnings from season one. So the biggest thing that strikes me in terms of it's probably something that everybody said in some way shape or form was that we do need stillness spaciousness in our life to be able to stay true to our authentic selves you know some people recommended really scheduling that time out or maybe it's just one morning a week where you just don't have anything you know anything booked in and you just sort of do what you feel like doing and so I don't know if that's actually like a you know a requirement as such in terms of being connected to your true authentic self but it certainly seems to be something in common that almost everyone mentioned because it is it's really interesting because I have been asking similar questions of people and um, and some of the answers have been similar you know the the stillness and the slowing down is certainly one of them and some of the answers have been completely different so it's been a, a really incredible incredible opportunity to chat to different people from different different perspectives and then just a quick little shout out to one of the other recommendations that my darling sister Sally mentioned she mentioned you know her favorite way and her recommendation for connecting to the earth would be to just go barefoot simply to be physically connected without that barrier of shoe between us and the earth and I just think that's incredible certainly as the weather gets warmer I think it's a pretty cool way to stay really connected and grounded we went out rock climbing yesterday just north of Rotowiti and it was a it was a beautiful bushwalk and it was soft ground it was a bit muddy but it was still soft so um, so we went barefoot and it was, uh, it was pretty incredible really 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 sort of satisfying somehow so yeah I really enjoyed that and then just a little side note on the on the sort of white space spaciousness thing I've been on the road now for a couple of weeks and I've had plenty of white space and spaciousness and it's you know it's, it's it's at times difficult to not just sort of fill that with the normal things that we do you know whether it's even just scrolling social media or you know catching up people or booking things in or sort of putting these self-imposed restrictions on ourselves or self-imposed expectations on ourselves so I suppose I go back to that recommendation of finding stillness space and spaciousness but don't put any expectations on yourself for those times like 
okay, well, when, when I, when I have all this time on my hands, I'm going to do this, this, and this, and this, you know, just when I have all this time on my hands, I'm just going to be. So that's what I've been trying to sort of ground into a bit over the last little while. Anyway, can't wait for you to listen to our conversation. Let's dive on in. Welcome, Susie. Welcome, Tish. It's lovely to be able to chat with you today. This conversation came about when me and Tish were talking last week. We thought we'd do just a little wrap-up conversation just to reflect on some of the lessons we've learned um, and some questions that we've got from the Instagram community and and maybe what, what things will look like going forward. Thanks for taking the time, Tish and Sarah. Lovely to be here. Thanks for having me. Yay. Any excuse to have conversations. <laughs> I know. It's great. It feels like it's been a long time. I mean, because we used to see each other all the time and now we never see each other apart from through the screen. I know. We're all in completely different parts of the country now even as well. Mm. That isn't technology cool how we can do this. Yeah, that is actually so great. We're very lucky. Mm. Mm. So from the delicious Anna Birchall, I've got a question here. And the question is, what lessons are you in the process of learning? So Tash, would you like to go first and take us through a little bit about some of your journey and the lessons you've learned, maybe even just over the last month, some of the really recent stuff that's been going on for you? What lessons have I been learning? Or, or are you in the process of learning even? In the process of learning? Well, I'm in the process at the moment of really learning to trust and that's like trusting in the unknown. I feel like there's probably a lot of people who can resonate with this year being thrown into uncertainty and thrown into the unknown and just being unsure of what the future looks like when we're used to kind of having a plan. Especially in the last week, I've really just been grounding into when you do trust and you stop worrying and you stop trying to control everything because actually you're not in control anyway even if you think you are (laughs) that yeah things just sort of can start to fall into place and that when you feel like you know there's discomfort that that's actually good because it means that you are learning and that you are growing and that there's change occurring so change doesn't happen when when you feel comfortable so yeah that's sort of where I've been at in the last month and particularly in the last week Cool. Diving into the trust. Awesome, Tish. Thank you. Young Sarah, do you? Yeah, I think that what Tish said feels like it resonates a little bit with what I've been experiencing. Probably the last two weeks, three weeks, what have I been learning? To drop expectations. It's very normal for us to have expectations of people, of places, of experiences that we conjure up in our mind. And then when we land, it's always different. So I think that's the, it's always a really good reminder to. I was going to say, isn't it just incredible that these expectations literally just come out of our mind? We literally just make them up. I know. That's the thing. We make up all of these stories and all of these little, I don't know, movies in our mind of what something might be like or how it might feel and then things are so different. So in reality, which I, I guess also comes down to that trusting that it, everything is perfect exactly as it is. And the more that we try and create understanding of that or control over that, the harder that it life seems a bit, can be challenging and hard. But 
the more you let go and surrender to being like, actually right now I'm here physically and grounding into the earth, then that's all it is. And you don't have to worry about anything else. Well, I'm actually going to ask this question too. I don't know if we clarify that I'm answering the questions as well as asking them. But I have definitely learned a lesson over the last two weeks because I have finished up full time at Be Pure. So I'm officially sort of on holiday, taking time off and just having as much or creating as much or allowing for as much spaciousness as possible right now. You know, the first two weeks, it was weird because it was just a total recalibration of not being needed anymore in a full-time job and especially in the type of job that I was doing which was like a little bit of this a little bit of that a little bit of everything you were you were needed by so many different people at so many different times and I definitely had some skill set that was you know that was unique as well so you know feeling really needed and feeling really wanted at work you get so used to that because that's your job and you paid you paid for that and you do that and then suddenly giving all that up and nobody's calling you or texting you because they need something or doing this or doing that suddenly you've just you're not even needed or required so it's like it's actually quite a weird feeling for especially for the first two weeks but like this this time last week I had a hundred things on my to-do list that were required by other people which feels good for the ego and now I don't have anything so I don't have any way of externally building up my own ego so that's been interesting and I've kind of got to a recalibration now where it's like I don't need that external validation of my ego anymore hopefully <laughs> but it was definitely that the, definitely the first week or 10 days so that's my lesson I didn't mm. quite realize how much and 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 obviously you get a lot of purpose out of work like in a good way it was wasn't it's not all bad in terms of that mm. sort of ego support but now I've got to like support my own self-esteem, my own ego in other ways rather than through purposeful paid work. Mm, that's really interesting. Yeah, I think a lot of people who have like myself and Luke, so my husband, he, we've both sort of experienced that as well this year. And I think it is interesting how much of your identity can get wrapped up in, in your job. And yeah, having freedom and spaciousness is really cool to like getting back in touch with your essence and even though if you are in a really exciting job and that is a part of your identity it's important to still have that part of yourself that you know you don't actually require that job to feel whole and you don't require that to feel like you are complete or that your soul is alive you know Mm. been interesting to sort of think and contemplate on what you get out of your paid work it's realigning your purpose really hey now like looking at exactly because the truth of the matter was that even though that work gave me purpose and I was needed and it was you know I was fulfilled by it it wasn't the direction I wanted to go um which leads to the question of where do you want to go (laughs) well exactly exactly so we'll look at that I'm out of space yeah but yeah anywhere (laughs) hey and you can have time to do that you know I think that's another thing I remember talking to Tisha about this once she'd finished work and they were doing their thing and had ups and downs I I really strongly think which is probably I don't know my soul trying to tell me this too if I ever 
when I have a break from work is that you don't need to rush into trying to find the next thing. Mm. We often find it really difficult to just be and to just have that space because we, we're challenged with this whole ego. What's my purpose? What am I doing? Where am I going? La, 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 la. Like, and I think that's normal and it is good to have that drive and we're lucky that we all have that. But it's, I think it's a really special time to be able to have space and and no direction and just kind of flow with it and really sink into how can I trust more? How can I surrender to the moment and just see what comes? Mm. Mm. One more thing on that. It's also kind of like, you know, your ego is a natural part of being a human. So I wouldn't want anybody to think that let's, you know, that we have to completely just get rid of our ego, but it's kind of like, how can we befriend our ego and be aware of our ego and, yeah. and I guess not let our ego be the only thing driving what we're doing. Mm-hmm. So next question, what, and and obviously this is a fairly general question, but you can take whatever you want from it really in terms of what has the coronavirus pandemic brought into your life? Ooh, I'll go first. The thing that I have enjoyed about the COVID-19 pandemic is just that it's been such a beautiful reminder to really slow down. And I know that I have been in a really privileged position through this as well. So it hasn't been, there's a lot of people who have suffered through this. I just have so much gratitude for where I've been and what I've been. Yeah, it's just kind of been this forced slowing downness and a recognition of actions that we have been taking all of us we're so we were so fast we were so busy we were on to the next thing the next thing the next thing and not always being 100% conscious of how I was treating the earth even though I would have thought that you know I was a sustainable you know I was wanting to live in harmony with the earth but the reality was with the way that my life was prior to COVID it was just really fast and still quite consumer consumerizing and that's something that I really want to take forward as I get back into work and focusing on career is to keep those things that made this time special still slowing down and I don't have to completely fill up my whole day and what are my priorities like with family and friends and and for myself and creating really wholesome time for me Mm. as I move forward yeah I think that that's been a really valuable lesson from COVID. Yeah, I speak to that. I think we all come from sort of a privileged space because we haven't been hugely impacted financially and through our health, which lots of people have. But I think it's bring a lot of awareness to the health of humanity from my perception. Mm. I obviously work in healthcare. So I have quite a big awareness to this already, but I think it's opened people's eyes to the sort of enormity of just health in general, the way that the body functions, how fragile it is, but also how robust we can be in terms of are we doing the right things to manage our health? And that can then come into sort of what Tish said. So are we living really busy lives that we're eating foods that don't serve us and we have no awareness to that which I think now people are slowing down a we've been given time to slow down to then think do I need to be 
getting up at whatever time and drinking coffee on the way to work and not eating and this, this and this and the other, which, you know, that that puts a massive stress and, and compromise on your immune system. So, yeah, I think for me, the biggest thing is that it's obviously a, a massive thing that's happened and changed the whole way that our society and the world will run in terms of everything, healthcare, financial, business. So it's just been a really big eye-opening time, I think, for everyone and has had lots of positive and negative sort of factors to it. But, yeah, and I think for my own personal experience of COVID, I've been able to spend a heap of time with my sister, which has been really, really, really amazing. Me too. Yeah, lots of sister time this year. It's been yeah, it's been the first time and probably since boarding school, which is however many years ago, that we've been able to hang out so much and it's actually been so cool. I've loved it. Yeah, and then also, like, I don't know about you guys, but I mean, I've been in a, I guess, very lucky position to be traveling around. Like, I've seen so much of New Zealand and it's so epic. <laughs> I've kind of been like why you know as and I still would like to go overseas one day but I don't that desire has sort of I don't know there's supporting local and being able to explore our own backyard has been a definite upside of COVID. I suppose one of the things that I've got from this whole pandemic business is definitely clarity on the way that I want to live my life or more specifically the clarity on the way that I don't want to live my life Mm. in terms of the role that I've just come from and just finished up with was lots and lots of flying lots of traveling lots of in which like from multiple standpoints I'm actually not on board environmental we really need to reduce our flying in general that's going to be one of the biggest things over the next 10 20 50 years if we're going to ever get on top of this fossil fuel business but even from a health standpoint i completely completely know for absolute sure that that's not the sort of role that i want to work in in terms of the amount of traveling that i was required to do so that's i mean that's great you know even if you if i don't know exactly what i want to do i'm pretty clear on what i Mm. don't want to do and that's the first step so yeah that's 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 one of the things that i've got and definitely just the simple fact and the simple truth that we just don't need a lot. Mm. We don't need a lot of food. We don't need a lot of activities and appointments and things to fill our day. We don't need a lot of travel. We don't need a lot of, we just, yeah, I think. We just need to be here now. (laughs) I actually really think that's so good that you said that, Laz, because when I was in lockdown, I think I was away from Auckland for about two months and I just had one bag and that's all. And I got home back to Auckland. I was like overwhelmed when I looked into my wardrobe. It sounds silly. I was like, oh my God, I've got so much shit. I do not need this. Because I had two months of just re-wearing the same things, but just in different ways. And it was just, yeah, it just highlighted the need to have less. And I also think same as what you said in terms of being able to just change the way that we live or maybe the way that we don't want to live. Yeah. If we look at all three of us, Tish is slightly different because you'd finished work just before it, but same, same kind of. But we're all now in really completely different spaces and places where we were from before COVID. Mm. We're all now not just doing really different things, which is quite cool. I think it's also opened up, I guess, just possibility. You know, what is possible? Yeah. And 
not being fearful that you know you can't do something because you have an idea in your head that it's not not possible mm. actually there's a lot of things that are possible which is which is cool anything anything (laughs) (laughs) our next question is how do you deal with conflict sarah do you want to go first this time yeah sure how do i deal with conflict communicate figure out where's the conflict come from who's it with to start with is it with yourself is it with someone you're in a relationship friendship stranger and then being able to find ways to navigate that so how would I do that to be honest I would communicate with that person I think I actually had a conversation with a friend last night about we were sort of saying everything in life is to do with relationships and in all different ways with yourself strangers partners la 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 and how you navigate those relationships so how do you communicate to someone because everyone the way that you communicate to someone how I communicate to you two is different to how I communicate to my clients or to my mom or so for me if any conflict comes up it's like how can I communicate appropriately to the person that I'm dealing with conflict with or if it's with myself do I need to take time to sit you know do something different like journal or grounding or breath work or yoga to help figure out where has this come from instead of just like maybe clashing heads and trying to be like, I'm right, you're wrong or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's just more kind of getting to the root cause of where's this conflict coming from um, and how can we resolve that in a way that serves both you and the other person. Cool. I have something to sort of add on to that. So I totally agree, Susie. It's all about communication and not to say that I'm a perfect person when it comes to conflict, especially with perhaps mum. <laughs> I feel like there's some people in your life that you've grown up around each other for so long, you know how to push each other's buttons and trigger each other. So there's some deep sort of understanding that needs to go on there to really deal with conflict in some situations. But I learned this really cool tool this week that I will be using going forward. So it's called the great gate and it's when you get a gut feeling so this works in both when things are flowing so when the gates open things are flowing and it's all beautiful and we, w- we would have all experienced that when you know s- just things seem to happen and it just feels so right and there's no gut feeling telling you otherwise but when the gates closed and this can happen when there's conflict you get that sort of like clenched feeling and there's discomfort and you're kind of like ah I don't really like this situation. And in the sense of, you know, when, when that gate's closed, there's often also like a lens that we might be looking through, which is based on conditioning that's happened throughout our lives. So we have all these different lenses. So there's like, you know, with our love lives, we might have a lens and in our relationships, we would have a lens with friendships. And then like financially, we might have a lens based on things that have happened all throughout our lives. So Something that I want to work on next time I find myself in a situation of conflict is to actually figure out, okay, why is my gate closed? Am I staring through a lens? What is the lens? And what tool am I using? So e.g. like, am I getting angry? Am I getting frustrated? Am I getting upset? What, what am I expressing here? And actually to realize that anytime your gate is closed, that's something that you're experiencing. So if you are in conflict with another person, 
you really have to dig into like what's going on for you right now how come and this is speaking to what you were saying says you're like where does that coming from and if the other person is also using tools of getting angry and upset then that's their that's their thing and you can have compassion for them and you can have love for them and and actually you know you could even meditate (laughs) to sort of bring yourself back into a space of awareness to not be looking through these lenses that you've accumulated through your life to try and help dissolve, I guess. It's not that you don't want to find it. You've, basically, you'll find an outcome for the conflict. But instead of butting heads and having an argument, for instance, or feeling really shitty about it, you can start to understand you know, why you have that view and start to sort of open your gate so that things are flowing again, if that makes sense. <laughs> I don't know if it did. Yeah, totally. <laughs> That's good. I love visuals. Well, I think I love visuals, but I also think that the human brain particularly works well with visuals. If we think of when a conflict happening, sort of the gate closes, then mm. you know, like it. it's kind of quite a nice visual. How can I become more open to the situation? Yeah. What about you? Uh, I think that, um, you know, definitely respond differently to conflict now than I would have five, 10 years ago, I would say, just in terms of being a little more self-aware these days than I was, which, you know, hopefully we'll just keep progressing. I feel like as long as you're becoming more self-aware, that's probably a good thing rather than going the other way around. Yeah. And I suppose it's always looking back. Yeah. As you said, Tish, just looking back at at yourself before looking back at them okay so they got upset it's their rather than saying they got upset it's their fault looking at okay well how could you have responded better to that situation really interesting little 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 conflict the other night we were getting quite fired up about about so random we were arguing about ketogenic diets and so (laughs) there was three people in the discussion and me and one person were on one side and the other person was on the other side. And so we were kind of both ganging up on this other person and she got very, very overwhelmed and felt like we were attacking her personally. And I was like, I mean, that's not not at all what we were doing. We were literally arguing for the concept of ketogenic diets. We weren't trying to force you into a ketogenic diet, but she took that very personally, which is not, well, it, you know, that's, you know, that's how she took it. But also could we have been a little softer, a little gentler? And so, yeah, I thought it was just, it was very interesting. And I suppose the one thing about conflict that I think is the most important thing is it doesn't matter how it happened and whose fault it was, as long as you learn from it and it doesn't happen again. Mm. I think taking that time to reflect on how you responded and what happened will just help you to respond better next time. Nothing you can do to change the past and change anybody's reaction to what happened. But you can stop it from, you know, happening or upsetting somebody in the future. So, yeah, I think just learning is the most important thing. And I think that's where reflection comes in. Mm, I I I think that's good in terms of the reflection point of view. Often being able to, I guess this is where self-awareness comes in and having awareness of, which is why hopefully if we can get into a good meditation practice, it allows us to have space Mm. so that when you are in the midst of maybe a discussion or some form of argument Mm. hopefully you don't get that far in that you get so swamped into it you can have a little bit of space and like I often just if I'm watching other people have discussions it's really interesting to watch the way people you're reacting instantly we don't even literally pause a moment because you don't have to respond you know I mean we obviously we we tend to respond to give our point which then rocks someone else up Mm. whereas you could just sit and 
if, if you don't un, if you don't agree with what someone else has to say and often I find this with health stuff <laughs> I try and bite my lip but it's good to be able to just sit and watch and you don't have to respond oh my god I'm so much better than I used to be with that <laughs> but I was insufferable to be around maybe three or four years ago eh? <laughs> I just come from this point of view where I'd essentially everything that I knew got flipped on its head. And so once I discovered all this new knowledge, I needed to make sure that everyone else knew it, knew it as well. Yeah, you don't have to always share your opinion and you don't always have to react. But it, as humans, it is natural to react. So that's why conflict happens. Something that's interesting too in conflict that I wouldn't say that Luke and I practice this often but sometimes, because we're both sort of on this journey of self-awareness and trying to be more conscious in situations, and if one of us is sort of getting into a funk, the other one might call the other one out, but in a really beautiful, gentle way and just say something like, are you being conscious right now? And then it's sort of the other person will pause and be like, hmm, <laughs> interesting, am I? And I guess that works when you're both on that same page but it's just nice if somebody also allows you to create that space for a second by calling you out but not you know prodding and point they're not the question's not wanting a reaction it's wanting a response so yeah (laughs) you've got to be in the right sort of space to actually receive that sort of comment still though if you're still in that reactive emotional state then Mm. You might even just react to that sort of comment and that pushes you even further away from conscious and awareness. <laughs> exactly. I guess for listeners, you can make that call based on who your conflicts with and you would have an, under- have an understanding. Are you even being conscious right now? Like you could, you could say that. You could say that and throw that at somebody and they would not be happy about that. Anyway, I mean, we're a little bit further beyond the new moon at the moment, but say we're at a new moon cycle-ish, what's your what's your intention for the next two to three weeks, say? Mine, so something I wrote down the other day, which just came to me all of a sudden, was just that I really want to just allow myself to be held and, and supported instead of being the one to hold and support, if that sort of makes sense. Amazing. Uh, yeah, I have like a tendency to to yeah to I love holding space and I love all that kind of juicy goodness and I've just been going to a few more things lately and yeah just really allowing myself to drop into that space of somebody else holding that space for you which has been really beautiful and then part of that intention too is what I actually set my intention for the lunar cycle was presence which might sound a little bit corny because perhaps you know we're all looking for that but I have felt more present in the last few months and I guess I've realized that now you know considering you don't know what you don't know at the time so that's just been um, something that I want to continue and yeah just having that spaciousness like what you mentioned at the beginning Laura around Mm. yeah not letting my mind sort of talk too much (laughs) or if it is talking I don't have to get attached to everything that it says lovely Thanks, Tish. Lizzie? Just observing, I think, is probably the the thing that I'm going to focus on. I went down to the beach last night and just wrote down a couple of things that I wanted to focus on. I think observation of environment, 
people experiences is probably one of the things that I'm focusing on just watching instead of always feeling like you have to partake in it. I've just recently moved down to the beach, which has been amazing. Mm. And I feel like I'm on holiday, which is so nice, but I'm really going to try and observe that feeling because I know that that's my mind creating this idea, which it is, it is what it is. Yeah. I'm living by the beach and living a super lovely lifestyle whilst I work, which is great. But from my history of moving, it's always like the next thing is going to be better. So in this move, I've been really conscious of it just being as it is being like, cool, this is the best place I've ever been things will always come up later down the track in a month, two months, three months, six months, 12 months that you, you might get sort of clouded underneath the normal human. This is a problem and that's a problem. So yeah, I'm really just focusing on observing my, my emotions and my experiences right now, which has been yeah really cool and interesting. Mm. I suppose my intention would be around that spaciousness, but also even, I suppose, before I get to that total spaciousness, it's actually a little bit of letting go. Even in a very material way, I would try to like get rid of heaps of stuff and like let go of things physically and materially, but then let go of of attachments to my job, all of that sort of stuff that I've already talked about. And then go forward and really be into that spaciousness after letting everything go so that's that's my intention cool that sounds like a lovely one for the new moon Mm, mm. cool thank you so much for your time sarah and tish lovely to chat with you and i think that's a really nice way to wrap wrap season one up exciting stuff thank you so much for having us both on Laz it's been such a great chat and I have one final thing to leave with everybody um, is just to be curious about everything (laughs) be curious about how you respond how you react how things that you like things that you do everything everything that comes up in your life just be curious and observe Mm, thanks for that reminder Tish always need that reminder thank you for having us both and holding space yeah same thing just be gentle with everything that you do with your being yourself others and the earth and much love to everyone <laughs>